invite Jeremy up on fence. Um, Jeremy is a good friend of mine. He's working with us together. Uh, I also consider him someone as a mentor. Um, and he's full of just really practical wisdom. We talk a lot about like it's perfectly natural, please spiritual, perfectly spiritual being natural. Uh, Jeremy embodies that. So uh, such an honor to have you here. Uh, let's pray. Actually, his daughter, so he left his family in Charlotte, they're on vacation, so he actually left vacation to come here and people a little bit. It was awesome. Uh, but his daughter's not feeling great. It's making it hard to sleep, so yeah, she's not feeling great. So can we extend our hands and pray? Uh, yeah, so uh, God, we just uh, speak healing over Adira in Jesus' name. Uh, we speak blessing and healing over her. Uh, thank you for her life. Uh, yeah, just thank you for... Um, Thank you for your good gifts and that you give us good things. Yeah. And so we speak in order in Jesus' name and rest for Gary and Kat tonight in Jesus' name. Uh, and that their rest of their vacation be full of life and joy and refreshment. Yeah. All right. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me tonight for a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, tonight's going to be brief, pretty quick. It's going to be very practical, and you're going to be talking more than I'm going to be talking, so that's exciting. I have been, uh, I, about a decade ago, exactly a decade ago this month, I showed up to my World Race training camp, and I've been in the World Race world leading people ever since, and something that Andrew and I discussed that he wanted me to bring to the table tonight was talking about like how you show up and set yourself apart. So everything's spiritual, and I'm going to go super practical, like, hey, firm handshake, look people in the eyes, remember names, like things like this, because that matters. The little things matter. And being excellent people, being kingdom people really does matter. It sets you apart. But that's kind of like the angle I'm going tonight. And so it's been, it's been a decade of learning this and seeing this walk out in people and watching some people really set themselves apart in communities, in the job world, when it comes to... You want time with uh, Tammy? Well, how do you set yourself apart and actually make yourself a valuable person that she wants to give her time to? You want to get that job that 14 other young people applied for? Well, how do you get the job and set yourself? What makes you different than anyone else? And so the first thing I want you to do is stand up for me. Find somebody that's not directly next to you and uh, introduce yourself, shake their hand, and ask them their name. Maybe you already know their name as well.
Okay, Katie, who did you meet? Jerry. Jerry? Jerry. Jerry. Okay, I was like, that's not her name. <laughs> Jerry, great. Um, who did you meet? Nice. Very cool. Okay, why, why, does it, why does it matter? Or does it matter? You can tell me if you don't think it does. But why, do you, why does it matter that you have a firm handshake? If you have like a really floppy, soft, gentle handshake, why is that weird? Why is that so unattractive? Shows confidence? Yeah, that's a big deal. When you, like, you don't need to be like superhero strongman and like squeeze someone to death. But like a firm handshake, it's a small thing that means something to people. And when you come with this little weird floppy fish situation, it's like, it's like gross. I don't know why it is that way, but it is that way. So very, very, very practically, when you meet someone, look them in the eye, give them a firm handshake, and ask them their name, and remember their name. The most beautiful sound on earth to people is the sound of their name. <laughs> and people love it, and they also hate it when you mispronounce your name. So, did anyone, did anyone, did, does anyone want to admit that they're like a little bit floppy fishy with their handshakes? It's just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So my first practical tip is just firm handshake, look people in the eyes, eye contact is a big deal. It's, it it's immediately sets you apart, and it makes people like, whoa, okay, very nice to meet you. Okay, second tip, ask good questions, okay, in life, and listen. My goodness, this is a little bit cheeky, but I, I just love it. I think God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, so that you'll listen twice as much as you speak. People who actually listen have so much influence. Someone tell me who in this community is like incredible listener. She's great. Nicole. So how do you feel talking to Nicole? Those of you who said Nicole when she actually listens. Valued, safe, welcomed. Right. Come on. That's incredible. So if you listen, simply actually listen to people, you gain influence, you gain trust. Okay. So here's my next activation. Find the person that you initially, I think some of you shook several hands. You initially shook hands with. That's your shake hand buddy. Okay. Go find them. I want you to do one thing with two layers. One, the one thing is ask them a good question and then listen and ask them an additional question about what they were sharing. Go another layer deep, okay? Before we do that, someone's freaking out like, I don't know what a good question is. Give us some examples. What's a good question? Somebody tell me what a good question is. Where are you from? Best piece of advice. Best piece of advice. Where are you from? Those are, those are good questions. Where are you from is a little generic. So like, we're not gonna give you what's going on. But hey, you gotta start somewhere. I will say you don't. You don't want to ask someone what's their like deepest, darkest sin struggle the first moment you see I had Yes. I had a I had a leader uh, me last year and she the joke. We were asking we were talking about good questions and she goes, My favorite question is what's your favorite sin and why do you keep committing? 
We just laughed and then no one answered the question. What's a, give me a couple more examples of like, what's a good question to ask someone? What do you do for a living? What's a, what's a layer deeper than that? Give me something a little bit deeper than that. What's your favorite part about what you do? I like that one better. That's cool. What's your passion? What's the Lord doing in your life? These are really good questions. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Yes. Come on. Okay, you got you got your question in mind. So go ask your question, and those responding, like try to keep it brief, thirty seconds. And then listen and try to ask one layer deeper. You have like two minutes to do this. Go.
Tell me how your conversation went. What did what did Melissa share? And what was your second layer? What was your question and what was your second question? So my first question, because I knew that she's working in adventures, was like what was something that was one of the most valuable things that she's learned um, through working in adventures? And so her answer was how it's not necessarily about her, but about what God is doing in her and in the people, like in the lives around her. And so my follow-up question was that is or to that was how is that practical in your life? Like how have you lived that out? And she was talking about how she's able to see people from a different perspective and really get to know them in a different way. Wow, that was awesome. Did she do a good job of hearing you? That's awesome. When I worked at T-Mobile, I had a coworker named Rob, and <laughs> and Rob did not do a very good job of listening. He did a really good job of talking, which honestly, guys. Most people are kind of like that. Like they, they have their own thought. I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're relating to this. You have your own thoughts, your ideas, your opinions. And it's like, it feels good to talk. It feels good to get your opinion out there. And it's hard to remember to ask the good questions and to actually listen. And as I was driving up here, I remembered this specific moment where a customer came in and they started talking about a shared interest of cars. Guys, I kid you not. I watched them for 20 whole minutes talk at each other about cars, okay? Neither one listening at all. Listening maybe 1% so that they could add something else. Oh, my 1969 Corvette. Oh, my mom's sister has a Corvette that went. And the, my grandpa's brother's stepsister's. I drive that one time. Oh, yeah, I was at the Indy 500. It was just like they were just one-upping each other and just spewing at each other for 20 minutes. And it was obnoxious to watch and a little bit sad, to be honest. And let's not be those kind of people. You know, like when someone's talking to you about something, this is one of my challenges, a very practical challenge to you. When someone's sharing, when you say, hey, how are you? Maybe it's not in passing. You're actually sitting across the dinner table. It's like, hey, how are you tonight? And they share something. Ask that second question to show them, like, I'm actually listening to you. I love you. I'm here for you. I care for you. I value what you're saying. I have another question for you. It's human nature, and it's okay when if Lauren's like, "Yeah, I'm doing good. I was at I was in Asheville." For me to be like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, Asheville," and I was there that one time. And let me tell you this thing: it like triggers our memory. But slow down, ask that second question to really show that you're listening. And what's really hard is, again, most people probably won't reciprocate. They'll be really satisfied with you asking two, three, four questions, and then. Something else happens, something else, and all team night move, and then it moves on, and they never asked you anything. So you're not doing it, so they do it back for you, right? That's the wrong motive. You're, if you do this, and you want to be someone who is set apart and has built influence and trust and connection with the people around you, and I'm not talking just community. I'm like, I, I was kind of filtering this a little bit through like thinking about a job and a workplace with customers, with coworkers. If you go in, let's say you work at Walmart. If you go in and you're asking really intentional, intentional questions to some of your coworkers as you're stocking shelves, they're going to be like, who are You're amazing. <laughs> who are you? That's incredible. Um, a third tip is it's uh, kind of sort of slash solving problems slash taking initiative. Don't wait till you're – if you see the floors dirty, sweep it. Don't wait till your boss says, hey, go sweep the floor, please. If, they, if your boss sees you over there sweeping the floor without them having to tell you, like, are you kidding me? That's incredible. And when I talk about solving problems, it is so easy to see problems. 
Very easy. So let's say that uh, you, you felt like there's a problem in this community and you're like, uh, let's say you guys don't pray enough. I'm making that up. I'm sure you guys pray a lot in this space. <laughs> and, and you want to just gripe to the leaders and you're like, Andrew, we just don't pray enough. You know, it's just, I just noticed that we never, we never do that. Maybe Andrew's like, okay, cool. Yeah, like I get it. I kind of sense that too. So what you just did is you just put another thing on his plate to think about, to maybe do something about. But if you want to set yourself apart, sure. Notice the problems, no problem. But also match that with a solution. Mm-hmm. Hey, I noticed, Andrew, we don't pray a ton. But I was thinking, what if I led prayer nights on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Like, do I, could I do that? How about that? And I promise you, Andrew, like, come on, yes. Because now you offered, a, you set a problem, and then here's a solution. At work, we're always out of, I don't know, you work at Starbucks, we're always out of milk. Every freaking time. Instead of complaining or gossiping about to your coworker about your manager who never orders milk, how about you offer a solution? So state the problem, but offer a solution. So there's always problems in life. There's all, there's, I'm sure there's problems in this community. There's promises, problems within your semester's team. I'm sure there is. But what's the solution? Why don't you be a part of that solution and not just naming the problem? So you want to set yourself apart, pick the problem, and also the solution. So um, I want you to think for like a literal minute about a problem in your workplace, in your maybe your home here at Asheville, maybe within this community, maybe in your family unit. I don't know. A, a current problem. This could be practical. could be relational. Um, and then after a minute, so think about it. Get your thought like, okay, what's the problem? And then obviously, you know, I'm going to ask you the solution. After that minute of thinking, I'm going to say, okay, go tell your handshake friend what you identified as a problem and potentially a solution. I'm not going to hold you to it. You don't have to go do it. But I want you to start thinking this way. I promise there's, all, there's problems in here and solutions. Okay, so think. Think about it. One minute, go. Think. And then I'll have you talk to your handshake friend. school, problem at work, and a solution. Alright, when you get your when you get your answer, go approach your handshake friend and let him know what, what the problem is and what you think maybe the solution could be. Like what you might do about it.
some of the problems that you came up with and your likely solution. So what what came to mind for some of you? Someone wants to learn from each other. Oh, that's a good idea. The bears always get into our neighbor's trap. Really? <laughs> this is real. Tonight. They've been getting into a lot of trash, but the neighbors are special. So we're going to budget toward each other. Let's go. How practical. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what? It's a great answer. Bunch of courts. into my question for the room is so I so I put on my short list okay how do you set yourself apart firm handshake look people in the eye remember their name 
ask great questions and actually listen, and then take initiative and solve problems. Okay, that's, that's my short list. But as you hear me talking, I'm curious, what else would you have put on your list? That Now you're kind of understanding the, the lane I'm in, what I'm trying to do, what's important to you. What else would you like throw out there? Like, this is actually really important to me, so I would put this on my list of things to help set myself apart. Tammy. Seek to understand, not be understood. Seek to understand, not be understood. Yep. Just being kind. Just being kind to everyone you encounter, no matter it's yep. how they treat you. Yep. Yep. That's a big deal. Smile. Smiling. You guys should be partners. For roommates. How about it? <laughs> Follow-up conversations. Yep. 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 If ne- if next week at third a week from now, Thursday night tonight, if you approach the person you had some dialogue with tonight and be like, hey, tell me about the thing I asked about, like, and you remember, amazing. That would be actually like actually loving them really well. Mm-hmm. I love that following up. That's cool. What else would be on your list? Uh, Lover. All of them. Okay. Letting your guests be guests and you know we know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Love that. So like quickly figure out what they like to talk about or what they're interested in, and then let them talk about that. Yeah. And yep. just ask questions that keep them going. Yep. And they'll end up enjoying the conversation. You'll, you'll talk for 30 minutes, and I'll walk, if you and I did that, and you just, get, I'll walk away, and I'm like, wow, Isaiah, he's such a great conversationalist, and you talk like 2% of the time, you know, but I just don't even realize, I feel loved and heard, and it's amazing. Honesty. Tell me more, what do you mean by that? Honesty is really important, when you start a conversation with just a bunch of lies, that relationship starts off on the basis of lies. Yep. 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 For sure. Don't judge a book by its cover. So like, don't criticize them for being different than you are in certain ways, and don't have presumptions. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, like your appearance. Like you can shower. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, come on, like, okay, especially when we're talking about going to the workplace, present yourself. Like, yeah, don't do the base level of wardrobe or style, like, do a notch up, present yourself. Yeah. inauthentic and like you're just doing it to do it or like you're like oh cool but like you don't actually care like when do you find that line for you personally of pursuing someone listening to them but when does it get like inauthentic does that make sense yeah i think for me i try to like understand why they find it sure. interesting to them like what about something like mm-hmm. maybe sparks it for them versus just being like oh that's really cool that you like that or whatever mm-hmm. yeah Go out of your way to help. So, like, even if it's not necessarily convenient or when you're scheduled, to like 
whenever it's like maybe just not your preference to like yep. just jump in when you can. Yep. Even if it's not super convenient or you yep. can stay up an extra 30 minutes, like being a little bit extra flexible definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. When I, one, one real quick story, when I was in Romania leading a missions trip, we, it was a, a, half of the compound was like a kid's camp and the other half of the compound was a farm that funded the kid's camp. It was actually really beautiful, sustainable ministry financially. And for a variety of reasons, there's some kids there that month, so we worked on the farm. And one of the jobs was to shovel this giant pile of manure from one location onto trailers, take it out to the field, and fertilize the field. And... I was put in charge every day to like assign people several different jobs and tasks. And for the three days where we had to shovel manure, I picked two people and put myself on that team as well. Not thinking much of it, just knew it was a crappy job, if you will. And did it. Like wasn't thinking like, I'm about to be such a great leader. I was like, this sucks. I'll deal with you guys. When I finished leading that trip, I got more like, feedback about me choosing to be on the like putting myself on that manure team and pitching in to help like in that capacity than I did like I, I felt like I probably said lots of brilliant things to these people and whatever but like they didn't remember any of that they remember that I shoveled poop with them so that pitching in really set yourself apart doing you know and le- this is a leadership quote but I always say go first when it hurts and go last when it pays so if it's a crappy job, go first and lead by example. But if it's a, a moment to shine or to, if you're overseas on a mission trip and it's like, who's gonna like, I don't know, preach or something and you, someone on your team's great at it, but you would like, would love to, like let them do it. Anyways, leadership. Uh, yeah, hand back here. Uh, being diligent with your time in the short term saves time in the long term. Okay, tell us more about that. Uh, Amanda was talking about some, some things that she enjoys learning about like exercise performances and how by going ahead and being diligent and learning about those things, which is actually saving time because it allows her to feel healthier, which allows her to utilize her time better, yeah. and also have more financial freedom, which uh, makes it so she can spend time doing things that like not working. So, nice. Yeah. I like that. Again, be humble. Be humble. Yeah, being humble sets you apart for sure. Absolutely. I think, especially for little kids, like if you're just excited, mm-hmm. you can get a little kids excited about being like just being excited. About sure. It. And that works for big kids. Yes. 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 That's you, Katie. You're like the hype woman of the century. Share stories. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here. I would say speak with confidence. Okay. Um, yep. And then have respect for everyone when you speak to them. Because anything that you give off, they're probably not going to put that relationship or build that friendship with you. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mine might be more applicable in the workplace, but figuring out what your boss or leader, like what their problem is and see if you can help them to solve that. Yep. So like if you can figure out something that's really stressing out your boss or somebody you can deal with. Or, yep. you know, your house captain or the people here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Set yourself ap
Um, similar to like how we started the meeting with uh, high fives to each other. I was curious to hear some, like now that you kind of understand like where I'm going with this, what are some high fives in this community of like, oh, so-and-so lives what you're talking about, these soft skills, this like good listening, you know, firm handshake, setting themselves apart, very influential. Who do you want to give a high five to in the community? Like, hey, you kind of already walk out all the stuff that we're talking about. And this is why. Yeah. Uh, I was going to add just people love to be sought out. I think that's huge. That's, that makes them feel valued. And I think that I'd high five Andrew because, yeah. I mean, pretty much uh, he's just an example to all of us of how to actually seek people out uh, and just say, hey, I want to get time with you. Let's go on a walk. Let's do this. Cool. Let's, and the dude barely sleeps. He's a kid, too. So he definitely makes a big sacrifice to yep. seek people out. Yep. Love that. Yeah. Um, Nicole, the Sunday amazing job that like anytime I come to her with a problem or anything really, she's just really listening, she's observant, and she asks amazing questions that really get you Yep. Um, I think Caroline does a really good job working at the cafe, just like talking to the other ladies we work with, and like even some customers when we have time, just like getting to know them and asking them questions about their stories. Yep. Let's go, Caroline. Come on. <laughs> Chambers? Rochelle and Austin do an incredible job of serving when it's not convenient. Yeah. Oh. So, give us a story when it's not convenient. When did they serve when it wasn't convenient? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much all the construction we do. <laughs> um, like getting team stuff ready. Rochelle spends like hours and hours and hours and hours when no one's paying attention getting like short term team stuff ready. Yep. Building. Um, since like working in construction until all hours of the night. Yep. In the rain. In the rain. Oh yes. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's beautiful. So for you as a leader of this community, you're like, wow, these people have set themselves apart. Like I trust them. I want to give them more influence, more whatever. Love it. Other high fives? People already yeah, walking this Tom Tom is just like I mean he he always tries to make everybody feel welcome. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I know he did for me. And um, even when he's struggling he still seeks out um, others to like ask them about their day mm. or just like wants to like, you know, hear what God's doing in their life and just yeah. like, you know, and builds himself up by, you know, giving himself away even more when he's stretched in. That's cool. Awesome. Let's go, Tom. Love it. Uh, I'm high-fiving my roommate Mitchell because I will come home and talk about the stupidest stuff that <laughs> nobody has interest in. And this <laughs> man will sit down
very intentional, Terry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just appreciate every con conversation that we get to have. Oh, yeah. I have one for Davis. Um, he recently told us a story about when he was in graduate school um, and how he had like eight hours of like classwork on top of going to classes every day and how it was like a really difficult time, but he kept telling himself that it'll be worth it, it'll be worth it. And it's just like such a great example because it's showing that like we're trying to, even though something's like difficult in the short term, it's like good to like still stick through it and to be diligent, diligent about what you're doing. Yeah. And it was just a really inspiring story. It's like inspires me and my like academic pursuits. Yeah. seeking discipleship from people in this community. If you want to get a ton out of them, do what Miss Jean says. And when she says, hey, you should read this book, you go buy that book immediately, consume it, take notes, and come back to her on Tuesday and say, this is what I got from it. Here's four more questions I have. And then she's going to open up her schedule and say, let's get lunch. Let's go on a walk. 
But if, if I come to you for the third time and you're like, did you read that book yet, sweetheart? And I'm like, well, no. Then it's like, sure, you're going to be nice to me, but it's like, what am I doing? You know, you're, you're just casting your seed to me and I'm just letting it fall off. So follow through on the, on the little bits they give you and you'll get a ton more. Really set yourself apart. Cool. Yes, sir? I'd like to say a high five, but I can't say it to one person in here. It's to everybody. Uh, Christian, I appreciate what you said. It meant a lot to me. Uh, after I lost my wife three months ago, uh, it's been a very, very tough journey. Uh, you guys may notice I'm getting a little bit happier now. I'm getting my feet under me, and God's been tremendous in terms of bringing different people into my life. And that's some, obviously, all of y'all in here. Uh, but also outside, uh, some things that you don't know yet, and you know, as time goes on, you begin to understand some things. I'm watching connections being made in a lot of places that I wasn't expecting. Uh, but to come back to this room, uh, you folks have been kind and loving, well. and have definitely done what I asked you to do, which is help me get back up on my feet. out like do you want questions do you want us to not talk about it like what how can we continue to serve you over the next three months you know uh probably the biggest thing now some of you have already been asking about this but my um place over on Beaver road i've got like three and a third acres and i've already got a lot of things going in terms of my work with plants all the time just retired last year from our breeding after working there 25 years so i'm going to be talking to a lot of you and i want you to come up to me and let me know start to work with you and start to teach you things about plants. And I mean, full spectrum, everything. Cool. Because I think it's something that you need to know and it's something I want to teach you on. And uh, so it's like, you know, I'm gonna have you coming over and, and being with me. So being with me makes me feel good. Yeah. Uh, this is family. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, we're of course gonna be eating and that's always essential. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and we're gonna be learning things together. And I'll tell you, you know, Give you one little snippet of something this lady was watching. Uh, so a bunch of you were at the house for the 4th of July fireworks show. You don't know this yet, but we, we uh, it was fantastic. And I was really excited about it because we put together $1,300. And we had a show. I get calls from neighbors, and I mean, not in a bad way. They're all like, man, you guys are blowing it up. What's going on there? But one lady that I'm speaking to individually, I did not know this, but she said her and several of them came together. What you call it, like a neighborhood group, you know, uh, trying to promote neighborhood community, that sort of thing. She's finding out about what we were doing here and on the fireworks and everybody getting there. So she's telling me, she goes, When I get back from Atlanta, she got big deals and antiques, and when she gets back from Atlanta this weekend, she goes, Let's get together and talk. 
seen people come through this community what are some of the attributes or the actions that they do that really do set themselves apart and makes you actually want to give more of your time to or makes you want to give them leadership roles or influence etc the hunger thing is huge I just like to come out here like go ask somebody like for advice essentially whatever and actually just follow through yeah um, yeah so I'd say like being hungry for the Lord like what you got yeah like, day in day out Someone's got that. Yeah. Cool. So the, the challenge is to not just take this as a cute little rah-rah session tonight, but like, what are you going to do about it? Well, out, of, out of the list I gave you, or you heard from other people, like, are you going to solve a problem at work? Are you going to start listening? Like, what's the thing that you personally need to work on? What's the thing that you need to challenge yourself in to set yourself apart and, and be influential people in your community, in your workplace, etc.? Um, that would mean a lot to me personally if you actually did a little thing in the next several weeks to tweak in your own life. Cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Absolutely.